around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are thrilled that you're out there listening. And we are preparing today for a wonderful time with you. And it's just like everybody comes over to our house. (laughs) We all sit down together and begin to visit, have a cup of coffee, glass of iced tea. And uh, we're just going to be family here today and, and just talk about some good stuff. Terry and I have been really, really busy. We're grateful for the harvest that the Lord has asked us to gather in. And we just returned from New York City. New York City. My, my, my. Who knew? It's <laughs> a long way for a Texas boy. Well, it really is. It was, uh, it was a very eventful weekend, and we're so grateful uh, that we found some more believers that are not just holding down the fort, but they're trying to influence New York City for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And win souls in the neighborhoods. Nine million people yeah. in 800 languages. My. That is a melting pot of the world. Yes, what it a, is. It's always been a strange place to me and just a interesting place. Of course, we were staying down in lower Manhattan, just right close to the battery, right. just a couple of blocks from where the World Trade, where the Twin Towers once stood, and right. now the now the re- beautiful reflecting pools and, and uh, the museum, uh, the museum yeah. and then, of course, the new skyscraper called the Liberty Tower, and all that was, uh, all that was always right. inspiring and touching and sad and mad and happy and <laughs> all the different emotions it stirs up in you. No, that's right. And it's a, it's a, a serious part of a, a American um, patriotism and, and suffering and then overcoming all the feelings that you have there and then just having uh, gone through 9-11 here over the last you know couple of, of weeks here. Uh, all the memories from all the sure, all the different sure, sure. videos that from all the different angles everybody saw and from all the different um, experiences that people had there in in um, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, the Pentagon and the Twin Towers. Um, you know the the hatred that the world has in their whole globalist um, mindset. Is really if everybody'd wake up and realize it, it's not it's not about a personality or just us as Americans, whatever race, color, or creed we are, whatever our heritage is. It's really over the gospel, isn't it, darling? Oh, absolutely. It's that's always a whole, over the gospel. That's a whole fight. Everything is about the gospel. It is, and to hate Christianity, to hate Christians. To hate the the so-called what they would say the philosophy, to hate the Bible, <laughs> to hate good news. Sure, I mean that sure. takes hell to do that. Excuse sure, it me. does, and it is hell. It is hell. I tell you, everything we do is inspired by heaven or hell. Everything is life or death. That's everything right. is light and That's dark. That's right. Everything is uh, God or the devil, and. Um, you know, the church used to know those things. No, that's right. The church used to know that uh, that you did what's right and uh, that you always, uh, you know, people say a lot of times today, they say, well, Brother Terry, it's complicated. And I always say, no, no, exactly. it, 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 it may be hard sometimes, but it's never complicated. <laughs> no, that's it's right. never complicated. You no, always it is not do complicated. what's right. You know, I was saying that we were sitting around having some friends, uh, uh, this with some friends, ministers, 
I think in Mexico a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about some of these things. And I said to them then, I said, you know, when 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 we were kids, right, um, <clears throat> you had all these uh, military shows, you had right. movies, uh, yes, we about did. the U.S. Army, yes, and you had uh, movies about westerns, cowboys, right. And everything was always black and white. That's right. Everything was good and bad, good and evil, God right. the devil. You know, the military talked about rescuing the world from the godless, people without God, the godless communist. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, in the cowboy shows, the cowboy, the good guy wore a white hat and the bad guy wore a black hat. And, That's right. And, and everybody always did what's right. And in the end, you know, the good guy won. A good triumphed over Evil. Evil every and, time. And the cowboy, you know, kissed his horse and shook hands with his girlfriend and rode off into the sunset. That's right. And, That's uh, what it looked like every time. And I remember, and I, 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 this was a conversation we were having because I was saying that I remember back about 1975, uh, we had just come up to Tulsa to Brother Hagen's third camp meeting that he was having. He started in 73, so 73, 74, 75. Right, right. And uh, and I remember a popular movie that was out at that time. I, I, I need I should have Googled this. I didn't know I was going to talk about it, but I would have looked it up. But <clears throat> it was the second in the series of the Dirty Harry movies. And uh, and it was about dirty cops. It was about bad cops. And, you know, um, I remember the, the terrible feeling I had after I watched that movie and 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 how that it it was like the end of an era it changed things in America to where all of a sudden the next numbers of years even up until today uh movies come out where the bad guys uh are the good guys and the right. good guys are the bad guys right. and all of a sudden we had movies about dirty cops bad cops bad politicians bad president bad uh, you know whatever the 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 people that were supposed to be right. good right. weren't good Weren't and the movie anymore. would end having the bad guy win. And I know I just right. always went away. I quit going to movies for years. Just got, I'd go away with a bad taste in my mouth because, uh, you know, it's like, wow, the bad guy won. Yeah. That's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed That's to happen. That's not right. Evil, evil won out. And, uh, uh, you know, and America changed, Renee. America changed. And uh, I'm sad for our children. I'm sad for our children, our grandchildren, because... They haven't grown up in an America where uh, right's right and wrong's wrong. No, that's right. It's very confusing to uh, young children. People in Congress don't know that right's uh -uh. right and wrong's wrong. No, they people don't. People don't take a stand in Congress and say, and say, hey, that may not be my party, but I'm standing up for what's right. I'm standing up for what's God. I'm standing up right. for what's godly. I'm standing up for, for the flag. I'm standing up for the Constitution. And everything's muddled and gray and ugly and mixed up and confused today. And, and people just talking heads get on TV and politicians and, and some of them don't have any sense at all. No, Certainly they don't. don't have any. My goodness, uh, uh, Terry. You know, they may have more degrees than a thermometer, but they have no, <laughs> no temperature whatsoever. And they just get up and just ramble lies. I mean, they just get up and spit out lies yeah. when the truth would fit better. Uh, and, and they just report anything they say to be right. true. And yet they have no facts, no figures. And our children listen to that. And, and are confused. You know, our grandkids are confused. They listen to that and say, well, Papa, is that right? And no, that's not right. Well, yeah, but the congressman said it or the senator said it. You know, used to you could tell them, hey, whatever the congressman says is right or whatever the senator says is right or whatever the president says is right or whatever the policeman says is right. And all of a sudden, you know, not all of a sudden, but over these past number of decades, right. we've just gone into this muddled, muddled uh, uh, 
reality to where truth doesn't stand. You know, I've had several lawyers tell me about some different courts cases. Uh, they said, you know, truth doesn't matter. Truth doesn't no, matter. We're not right. going into court to that's find the truth. Uh, we go into the court and find the loophole so we can win. They don't care about truth. Nobody seems to care about truth. And yet Jesus said in John 17, Father, thy word is truth. Wow. Thy word is, is truth. truth. Jesus went on to say in John 8, he said, he said, if you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples indeed. Then you'll know the truth. And, and the, the truth, truth will, will set, set you, you free. free. He's not talking about telling the truth. He's talking about the truth of the Word of God. And that's capital T R U T S. That's why he said, "If here's a condition. If, it, if. it's not a guarantee. It's an if. If right. you will continue in my Word. If you'll get in my Word, then you'll be my disciples indeed. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free." There's so what many a powerful things. scripture well, that it is. is. I said it's so it's it's so abused and misused and um, today by the by the court systems, by the lawyers, by the judges, by the right. police. It's just right. it's just nuts. Well, and it proves in that scripture, <clears throat> Terry, that we have to work with God. That if I, I've always said, if all the ifs in the Bible are for us. And then that wonderful word, like you said there, you emphasize then. Then, T-H-E-N. Then, then is what God will do. You'll find that in Psalm 91. you find that, uh, you know. Oh, you uh, find all through the Word all of God. The word in fact, of God. one of the first sermons I ever preached when I was a teenager is that is is, is that uh, there's always, always find, how did I word it? I forget how I worded it back when I was a teenager. But the crux of the matter was that every every promise of God is preceded by a condition exactly. or a commandment, one or the other, right. either a condition or a commandment, either saying you do this or saying if you will do this. Will do then this. there's that little word then, T-H-E-N, and then after the then, you find a promise. And he says, if you will do this, then this will happen. If you do this, then this will happen. And, and most Christians pick up the promises of God, Renee, right after the then. Right after the then. No, that's right. And they start confessing the promise. It's like they'll say, well, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, uh, Joshua 1, eight tells me that, that God uh, makes me prosperous, that I'll be prosperous in all my way, and I'll, 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 be, I'll have good success. And I say, well, that's not really what God said. He didn't say you'd be prosperous and successful. No, that's what right. What he said was, uh, if, <laughs> if, he said, let not this book of the law depart from out of your mouth. Meditate okay, this they, word yeah. day and night. Me, observe to do according to all a double all that's mm-hmm. written therein. And mm-hmm. here's that little word. And then, then. thou shalt make thy way <laughs> prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. Well, it ought to encourage people to really do it the way God says to well, do it. What excited me as a teenager, I thought, hey, I need to go find these promises, but I need to find out what they say before the then. Yeah. I need to make sure I find the word then and then back up and see what was the condition, what was the commandment yeah, what's my that part? makes the promise happen. There's what's the promise. It's obvious to see, but how do I make the promise happen? I've got to go back and see what God said to do, and then, then. I'd get the promise. Well, I think so much of, of um, what you're preaching, I've taught in our church in Corpus, Dean and I, and all the things that we see and what we were just talking to the leadership and pastors there in New York about is that we have to get the people, um, the horse's head turned 
to thinking this no, way. Absolutely. To get people to where they're involved with God. They're actually being doers of the word. I was looking, uh, we were talking about, uh, you were saying about how the folks on TV just get on there and lie. I looked up that scripture, Terry, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, when he's talking about the coming of the lawless one, and he will be attended with great power there in chapter 2 with all sorts of pretended uh, signs and things like that. And then it says in verse 11 that uh, therefore God sent among them a misleading influence, a, misleading a strong delusion, the mm-hmm. King James says, a misleading influence and a working of error and a strong delusion to make them believe what is false. And that's the spirit of the world, is to make people believe what is false. Sure. And like like James 1, I think you and I were talking about that in New York, um, that uh, every every man is drawn away of his own lust. So when the world uh, hears something with their ears, they get drawn away to it by their own lust. In other words, it appeals to something about the lust of their eyes, the lust of their flesh, or the pride of their life. And then they get just what Second Thessalonians chapter 2 says here among them, that God sends a strong delusion against them and among them. But then you've talked about this so much recently in, in several of the churches that we've been in that it says Second uh, Timothy as well. But understand this in chapter 3 that the last days will come and perilous times will set in. And the reason it says that perilous times set in, that we start having chaos here in America, the battle in the spirit raging and and the battle raging among people, uh, one's going to the evil or the good side. Like you said, the, the, the white horse or the black horse, you know, the guys in the white hats, the guys in the black hats. It says, and the reason for that is, for people shall be lovers of themselves, of themselves rather than and more than that of God. Yeah. And so when people love God, then like Paul said, they want to That's do That's what that. I said. It's not complicated. No, it's not. Terry. Maybe hard sometimes, but it's, it's not, not. It's never complicated. Well, you just read the Bible and you find out this isn't hard. You just love God more than you do yourself and you don't, and you don't, get in in a mental gymnastics argument with somebody about something because it's not about words it's it's not all about uh, you know my opinion their opinion it has to do with like you said what does the bible say that we stay with what the word of god says and we don't get complicated with reasoning and with arguments and with debates it's like you've always taught that i just loved so many years ago that you know it's the the gospel is not a debate yeah. It's not an yeah. argument. No. It's an announcement it's that right. this is the truth. Capital T R U T H. That Jesus didn't lie. God cannot lie. Right. That the devil is a liar. Right. You know all those things that that you have said. We've all believed that we have to. You know we have to stick with the word of God. I always like the Texas phrase you use that we've got to dance with the one that brung us. No, that's right. <laughs> we don't that's try exactly to reinterpret right. it, move the the post the that apostasy concept that we're moving the Constitution, we're moving the Bible, we're right. moving doctrine. No, we're we're gonna just stick with this good old gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, that's Christ. exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know we need to we need to start. 
uh, I, I preached decades ago, you know, I said, we, we need to quit majoring on the, on the minors and start exactly. majoring on the majors. Yes. You know, people are... <laughs> Go back to the Word of God. My, my grandmother would always say people strain at a gnat and swallow, swallow a, camel. a camel. And uh, the things they bring up today is just so crazy. You know, I was thinking today, in fact, I posted a thing on Facebook that said back, uh, uh, you know, back 30, 40, 50 years ago, however long it was, uh, when I was a kid, you could, you could order a gun... Right, a rifle or a pistol from a mail order catalog. That's right. That's right. I know millenniums don't know what that is, although they do order stuff online. But you, <laughs> you know, but Sears and and Pennies and right. and uh, Montgomery Wards. I don't know who's what that is anymore either. But there were there are big thick catalogs. Big thick catalogs uh, that uh, people can just order almost anything out of. That's and you right. just thumb through the catalog and go to a category, whether it's clothes or toys or right. or tools or whatever it is. Yeah, and right. you could order a gun. You could order a rifle. You could order a shotgun. You could order a pistol. No background check. No, no that's wrong. No, no nothing. Just say, here's my, here's my money and here's my address, and they'd just mail it to you. And there was zero, 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 zero mass shootings. No, none. <laughs> we took guns to school. Yeah, I no. took I, mean, I took my I took guns to school every day. No, every pickup out in the parking <laughs> lot, every pickup in the high school parking lot, had a gun in it and had it up in the rear view mirror, yeah. mounted in the rear yeah, view yeah, mirror. Yeah, they had what they call I mean, a, a the, they, yeah, they had a rack on the on uh, in right. the back on the back window, and you just mounted your guns up there, two or three rifles. Just out in plain open sight. Plain open nobody sight. broke in them. Nobody stole them. Nobody, <laughs> nobody went and shot anybody. No, and, no, uh, no. I, uh, I had a grandson that got suspended last year for a month out of school because uh, he had been hunting, and uh, and he pulled up in the in the parking lot and had a knife that he left in the car, a hunting knife he left in the car, right. and and they had the dogs go out through the parking lot sniffing, and of course they smell the. The wild game, or the right. uh, maybe the gunpowder—I don't know. He didn't have his gun in there; he'd taken it out. But right. but the dogs hit on his car, and they got in his car and found a hunting knife and suspended him uh, for—I don't know—for a month or something. It was nuts. And, and you know, we took we took them to school. That's right. And uh, uh, and nobody got killed. Nobody got hurt. And it's well, not it's not it's not that the the weapons are dangerous that the guns dangerous no. that a gun kills somebody that a knife kills somebody no more than a car kills somebody when some drunk gets out here and right. gets in a wreck and kills people it's not the car's fault uh, and and yet today we we try to we we just strain at a gnat and swallow a camel we right. absolutely major on the miners and say oh my God these people are getting killed because people have guns people have always had guns. Right. You know, I've I've got a closet full of them. You know, usually carrying on my body, just like you usually carry one in your purse. Uh, we, my goodness, well, the, we the, had, the world is nuts today. We had we had the Ten Commandments up in the classroom. Yes, we did. We opened all of our sports games with prayer. Yes, we had we the did. Ten opened Commandments. The school day with prayer. We opened the school day <clears throat> with prayer. We had the Ten Commandments in the courtroom and at the courthouse. Yes. There was always the a reference. Said the Pledge of Allegiance under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Put your hand over your heart. Put your hand over your heart. Nobody took a knee. And the only conclusion, Terry, that I can draw from that is that we had better people back then. Oh, yeah. We had better people. And now we. Well, we had better. We had not only better people, Renee, we had better training. We had better leadership. Better training, better teaching. Right. You know, uh, kids back in that day learned morals. Right. And learned right from wrong right. Uh, in three different places. They learned it at home. Exactly. And usually grandparents were at home and involved. That's not true anymore. 
they learned it at school. Right. And it's not allowed in school anymore. School's forbidden now to tell the truth. The school has to preach uh, uh, that, that, that wrong is right and and right's <laughs> always been wrong and right. and it's all muddled Somebody's and confused. They don't, the school doesn't know which yeah. bathroom to go to. They can't even figure out which bathroom they're supposed to go to. <laughs> uh, and the so they're not telling our, so school, school teachers have their hands tied behind them. They're not telling the kids the truth. They're not allowed to. Right. And they got it from the third place was church. And of course we had church more than one hour a week back then. We had church on Sunday morning. We had church on Sunday night. We had church on Wednesday night. Then we had a youth service probably on Friday right, night right. and uh, had a prayer night sometimes. And, I, and, and kids learned the truth uh, at church. And now churches have eliminated their Sunday night services. Some of them eliminated their midweek services. And then they've shortened their Sunday morning service to an hour. Right. Kids don't get any truth anymore. No, they Plus, don't. Plus, uh, pastors are scared to preach about sin. That's right. We and, don't and have they're that scared that if they say something about homosexuality or something about uh, something else in the Bible that's not right, uh, that God says is not right and God says is sin. It's not our opinion. It's not our idea. God said it. Right. And, uh, and yet churches are told if you say that, we'll sue you. Uh, you can't say that. And uh, so kids don't get it at home. They don't get it at church. They don't get it at school. So they have no training. That's right. And you know, My goodness. You know, the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go, and they'll not depart from it exactly. when they're old. And what parents have never realized is, and I've taught this in marriage seminars for decades, that everybody trains their child. One way or another. One way or another, <laughs> whether you think you are or not, you are training your child, not necessarily by what you say, but by what you do. And so some parents need to train their child. Uh, uh, if you don't stop that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count to 10. You better stop that by the time I count to 10. Well, every child, I don't care how tiny they are, <laughs> when are they going to obey? They're, they're just going to keep yeah. doing what they're doing yeah. until you get to nine and a half. When you get yeah. to nine and a half, all of a sudden they straighten up. And think how, and they probably thinking how stupid you are from saying that. No, that's right. You know, I always taught my kids, there isn't going to be a 10. I'm going to tell you one time. Right. And then I may assume that you didn't, if something was loud and going on, maybe you didn't hear me the first time. So I'll tell you the second time, but there will be no third time. You know, you and I train them to obey on the first command, the first time, the first time, the first time. You know, some people say, uh, if you don't stop that, I'll get my belt. And they just keep doing it. If you don't stop that, I'm going to get my belt. If you don't stop, they just keep doing it. And finally, you go to get your belt and you come back and they stop. And so you're training them not to obey until you visibly show up with the paddle or with the belt or with whatever you do, or until you get to nine, That's really true. or until you get to nine That's and a half. Really, really and every true. child knows with every authority figure, whether it's a teacher, a Sunday school teacher, a school teacher, a babysitter, uh, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, they know with every authority figure how far I can push this person. That's right. <laughs> because that person has trained them that They're here's my. than the caregivers. Yeah, yeah. Every every caregiver has trained the child. Here's my breaking point. Here's my red line. And some of them know that parents are just like Mr. Obama was when he was president. And he said, he said it's a red line to me. If they cross this red line, you know, we're, we're going to war. And then they crossed the line. He did nothing. And he became a laughing stock and made America a laughing stock. And so the world decided, well, you know what? There is no red line with Mr. Obama. And so every authority figure teaches and trains you where their end is, where their breaking point is, where That's the right. where the end of their wits are, the end of That's their patience right. are. That's right. And every child is smart enough to exploit that and push that, just like the enemies of the nation are strong enough to exploit whatever weakness they see in the government. Well, the solution to that and, and that confusion in, in not only child rearing, 
but in our schools and our politics and Hollywood and everything else, is that we've got to pray, Terry. And we've, first of all, we've, we've got to, as ministers of the gospel, we've got to preach the truth. Absolutely. Everywhere, and we can't compromise it, and we can't sugarcoat it. We've got to look the congregation in the eye and very <clears throat> succinctly and very sincerely by the Holy Ghost tell them the truth of the Word no, of God. Absolutely. That absolutely. That the enemy will have a strong delusion. They won't see it. They won't hear it. And if they don't hold and draw near to God and come together even more so as we see that day approaching, they're going to get pulled into the world whether they like it or not. And they're going to turn to fables. They're going to run to those. Paul said that in the last days when these perilous times come that you were talking about, that there's uh, almost 50 things. There's 23, 25 things that that Paul said that people would do wrong. Right. And uh, and he said... uh, uh, that, that when these times come and, and, and they become, you know, disobedient to parents and all, right. all the things he, all the things he listed were, there. It says they were proud and arrogant, contemptuous boasters. They were abusive, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, profane. I mean, just the list goes on. They're without natural human affection, callous, inhuman, relentless, admitting to no truce or appeasement. It says they're troublemakers, they're false accusers, they're intemperate, loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce. I mean, that sounds like some of these Antifa, you know, a lot of these people out there that are doing all that. Haters of good. That's where we are, Terry. Oh, well, haters of good, despisers of them that do good, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, they're they're everywhere. They they literally have lost their minds, and uh, they literally have, have embraced lies for truth, and they just make up a truth. They do. And then they all say it together until they all believe it. Because because Romans right. ten seventeen is a law of right. God and it says right. faith comes by hearing. Right. So whatever you hear and hear and hear and hear and hear and hear, you tend to believe even if it's a lie. That's true. You start believing your own lies. That's exactly what some of y'all may some of y'all listening to us may know people that are habitual liars and they they literally tell something enough that they believe it. They they hear themselves say it so much that they absolutely believe it's truth because faith comes by hearing, but anyway, um, in, in this day and age, Paul warns us and explains to us, "Hey, this this thing is coming. Delusion is coming. Exactly. Deception is coming. Uh, the Antichrist is coming. All these things are coming. Uh, and how much more that that's, that since the day is approaching, we better get our act together. No, that's right. And we had better run, Renee, to the truth. Anyway, what I started saying in the first place when I brought that up was that he said that people will will leave the truth. And that's something. They'll leave the truth and they'll run to teachers having itching itching ears. ears. In other words, they'll run to somewhere. Tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell me about sin. Don't tell me I'm in trouble. Don't tell me I need to repent. Don't tell me I'm not doing good. Tell, Tell me what I want to hear. Give me a message that says I can live like a pig and still be blessed like a sheep. Right. And, uh, and so they run from the truth. Have an itch in ears. They run where they can hear something that they like. Wow. And then it says this. It says they turn from the truth and they turn to fables. They turn to fables. You know, Renee, yeah, I don't want our to kids to turn no, to fables. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm my daily prayer, you know, where our whole family is, Lord, <laughs> they won't be deluded. They'll hear the truth. They'll know the truth. No, absolutely. They'll they'll be drawn. They First Timothy 2, Terry. I mean, yeah, First John 2. 
that our children love not the world, yes, neither yes, the, things that, neither the world, things that are in the world, but the love of the Father is in them. And they won't be deluded and turned away because it's like people saying itching ears. That's the lust of their flesh to want to hear it the way they want to hear it well, so sure. it doesn't offend them. Of doesn't Like you taught people, it doesn't prick their heart. They don't want their heart pricked. Right. They don't want their conscience pricked. And then Paul told Timothy, he said, they... He said, people have made shipwreck of their faith because they've laid aside a pure heart, sincere faith, and a clear conscience. And when all those things get laid aside, people can't even hear truth anymore. They can't even hear the word of God preached. And then they get to a place to where they don't even want to hear well, it anymore. Well, that makes them mad. Oh, yeah. And that's what, the, Demo- that's what the Democratic Party did uh, in, uh, in 2012, back in the presidential election where Mr. Romney and Mr. Uh, Obama were running, uh, the Democrat National Convention was held in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. And, and Renee, they actually took a vote. That's right. On national television. On Everybody national saw it. Television. They took a vote and voted God out of their platform. And then whenever somebody mentioned it on front of the platform, are you sure that's what you want to do about God? They booed them. They On national television, they booed God three times. I'd be so scared to have been sitting in that hall and being in that room and, and people around me booing God. Man, if I'd have been a staunch Democrat and I sat there and people around me were booing God and saying, we don't want him in our platform, I'd have got up and run. Yeah, no That's just God. like the Jews. Can the you imagine? Open up That's the like the here. Jews back on the crucifixion day. We don't want him. Yeah. Give us Barabbas. Give we us don't want exactly, Jesus. Give us Barabbas. Exactly. Let his blood, let Jesus' right. blood be on our head. And on our children's head. No, that's right. Dear God, what a curse to yourself. (laughs) And yet I have precious spirit-filled Christians that are Democrats come Mm -hmm. up to me. I mean, we've got partners that are Democrats, partners that are Christian spirit-filled Democrats that come up to me and they say, Now, Brother Terry, uh, I voted Democrat. No, I've heard them. I voted for Hillary, but I didn't vote for abortion. I say, yes, you did. Yes, you, you did. You don't vote for the person. You vote for the party. party. You it's vote not for a the platform. Personality contest. You vote for the platform. It's a platform choice. They say, well, well, brother, I didn't. I didn't vote for 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 homosexual marriage, gay marriage. I say, yes, you did. Yes, you did. If you voted Democrat, then that's exactly what you voted for. Well, Brother Terry, I didn't, I didn't vote for gun control. Yes, you did. Brother Terry, I didn't vote for big government. Yes, you did. Brother Terry, I didn't vote for higher taxes. I don't want higher taxes. Yes, you voted for that. And we, have, that we have to understand that those people that we're attached to, right. the, in whose boat we're riding, yes. <laughs> well, then we're in agreement with them. Well, and like so my, that's why it's so vital. I had, a, I had a dear partner just write me just today. And say, Brother Terry, talk to me about voting. I've never known much about voting, don't know anything about the platforms, don't know anything oh, uh, about uh, what what people stand for and didn't think it was important. And so where do I find out? What do I, what does my vote do? <laughs> and uh, so I, I wrote back and gave her several numbers of examples and then said, I'll send I said, we're about to do a podcast, but I'll... Uh, I'll send you some links where you can find out what the parties believe and the right, platforms right. believe. Because you're not voting. You didn't vote for Hillary or for Donald. Right. You voted for the platform. Well, and they just voted for something last month, too. Oh, yeah, uh, last to month. Vote out, to vote out uh, a no uh, religion yeah, listen affiliation. To this. Listen to this, Spirit-filled Democrats, Christian Democrats. The Democrat Party just voted last month an official vote that they do not want you in their party if you have any yeah. religious affiliation, affiliation. whatsoever. Yeah, so if none. you love God, or if you're a Christian, 
They don't want you anymore. They voted you out right. just like they voted your God out several years ago. Right. And and since then, if you'll just watch what's happened since 2012, uh, those leaders have lost their ever-loving minds. And you yeah. don't think that's going to get any better, do you? And, yeah, si- and, no since, and, and since they've just voted you out, my Christian Democrat friends, and they've just voted you out, uh, then it's really not going to get any better because the more of you they get rid of, uh, oh, the more my. devilish and ungodly and the more the carnal uh, people are going to take over. That's right. It's just like the, we read here today on the program. They'll turn from hearing the truth. Yeah, yeah. They'll turn from <clears throat> hearing the truth to go after itching ears, something that appeals to them, even if it's, you know, free college uh uh, you know, uh, forgive student debt. You know, <laughs> we're going to tax the rich good, and take um, good, free health care. We're going to take everything. We're we're going to tax these corporations and rich people ninety percent and make them share with you. Well, oh, yeah. if you make we're the Democrats take their money away from them yeah. and give it to you, well, and, we're Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, and the whole idea is is that you're going to now put your confidence in a man in an organization and take and turn from the living God. And God's ability to be El Shaddai more than enough for you. No, they kick God out. He can't help anymore. You've turned from from a trust in an absolute God. I, it's like I told our church all those years, Terry. I said, it's capital G-O-D, not dot G-O-V. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. You know, we've got to have a, keep our eyes on Jesus and not let the world pollute us as leaders. Pastors and ministers have to be very, very bold in their preaching of the word of God and not cowardly. And yet we, and as believers, concept. Yeah. And so that we can be very bold, very loud, very proud, full of the Holy ghost, not afraid of men, not afraid of people in the world, but really standing on the things of God. Well, darling, it looks like our time has gone for today. Oh, I know. And I, listen, I have the most marvelous supernatural testimony that I was going to tell today. Oh, no. It started six months ago six and months finally ago. culminated this week in New York City. <laughs> Marvelous, supernatural, That's impossible. Right. Uh, no way for it to happen but God, but heaven, supernatural sure. angels. So I'll have to tell it next week. We'll have we're to out tell of time. it next week. But, but it's you real. know what? We are on the way to several places. This this uh, this weekend we'll be in Canada, in Winkler, Manitoba, right. Canada, with our dear right. friends Walter and Karen Enns. Be ministering. You'll be ministering. I'll be ministering. Right. And uh, I'll do a men's breakfast. You'll do a ladies' breakfast. Uh, and then I'm doing a, a Saturday night and a Sunday morning and a Sunday right. night doing a great right. healing service on Sunday night. That's just south of Manitoba just a little bit. We'll actually fly into Manitoba and then down, uh, drive down to Winkler. Uh, after that, we fly straight to, to Fort Worth to KCM. Uh, most of y'all that are involved in KCM or Jesse DePlantis or anybody else uh, in, in our circles uh, know that uh, Brother Jesse's putting on a, a, a victory thon right. uh, at Brother Copeland's ministry. It's going to be wonderful. And uh, it's just going to be tremendous. And they've invited Renee and I to come and speak and be on the program. And so we'll be there. It's going to be the last couple of days of September, the first couple of days of October. And we'll be there the, the last two days, the two days of October, the, right. the, the second and third or the first and second. No, first no and the second. first and second. I'll first get that confused. So we won't even come home. We'll just leave Friday and go to Canada and then and then, and then the following Monday take right. off and go to Fort Worth. Back home then and straight off to uh, California. California to we'll minister to Stephen and Zane's church, uh, uh, Johnson, Stephen and Zane Johnson in, in San Diego. Uh, and then go from there to Art and Joanne Aragon up in uh, 
up in Anaheim right. and minister for, for them. And uh, th- that'll be tremendous. And then we don't come home again. We just fly straight from <laughs> California to Florida <laughs> and minister for our dear friends Bob and Ned Ramondo right. in Punta Gorda, Florida, which is above Fort Myers, between Fort Myers and Tampa. And we're usually there every September, but this year in October. Uh, and then we come home and uh, take off for a great missions conference that we That's do every right. year up in, in, Ohio. in uh, just out of Dayton, Ohio, and Eaton, Ohio, with Pastor Ken uh, Harbaum and Angel. And that's a marvelous missions conference. Oh Some goodness. of you pastors all take off and come to that missions conference. I mean, pastors don't know how to do a missions conference anymore, and hardly ever find one around the country anymore, which is which which makes heaven weep. Uh, but Ken has a great missions conference every year. And if you can't year. get there, they put the <clears throat> whole thing online, and Terry is going to be preaching. Yep. All those services yeah. with Mark Barkley. Yeah, Mark Barkley will be ministering on Sunday, then I'll minister on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, it'll just be powerful there. And then from there, we go uh, back to Florida, to uh, Miami, to work. You go to July. Indiana. And we'll be in Indiana the weekend before that, before actually, that. before, before yeah. Ken Harbaugh's, uh, the, the, the Saturday, the 27th um, and of October. Uh, then we go down with Jerry Moore, our dear, dear, dear friend, uh, Pastor Jerry Moore. And listen, hey, Jerry's really involved, and their church is really seriously heavily involved, personally involved with Bahamas Relief, the the horrible disaster. I was going to talk about right. that too, and we're out right. of time, but the horrible disaster uh, that Hurricane Dorian did in the Bahamas wiped out whole islands, 1,300 uh, 1300 people still missing 54 dead and they personally know people there and are getting money directly right. to where it needs to go renee and i are always i've always been involved in disaster relief but sometimes i just join up with somebody else i always recommend franklin graham samaritan purse that's a good organization um and so i always i don't recommend the normal mainstream like red cross and those i don't uh, right. that, those are those are huge red tape bureaucracies that eat up a lot of money uh, <clears throat> and do a lot of good too I'm sure but I do recommend Franklin Graham's Samaritan Verse but but on this this Bahamas thing I really recommend Words of Life and you can go to wordsoflife.com slash I think Bahamas Relief yeah. I need to double check that. I put I put an ad on Facebook the other on day Facebook, for it. Right. but anyway it's Words of Life Church in, in Miami and so uh, they need help. If you've got some money, you can help with the Bahamas. Sure with, can. Uh, th- they will see to it. It gets literally to where it goes. It's not going to get eaten up somewhere else. Uh, and they've already sent, you know, containers and containers worth of stuff over there. Uh, and they're continuing to do so. And just That's this right. last week, Jerry is on the phone raising money for a church that just was destroyed. And some of y'all can help build a church. I'm going to restore that church. That's right. Uh, you can, you, if you need to call us for more information, we'll be glad to help you. But get a hold of Words of Life in Miami, just wordsoflife.com, I hope. Uh, and uh, uh, Jerry Moore, her son Dan, Daniel Moore is the administrator there. And uh, they're getting money and supplies and people uh, to the Bahamas. So anyway, then... Uh, we'll be there. Then it'll be time for us to go to Germany, Renee. And so we'll spend yes. uh, the last two weeks My of, of uh, November and the first week of December uh, in uh, Germany, uh, ministering the Word of God there, then back to the States. Uh, we'll be up in Michigan for a board meeting with Mark Barkley, Mark and I'll be ministering yeah. there for Bob Montgomery. And then it'll be Christmas. Oh, and you forgot Debbie Varney in there. I forgot my dear friend, Debbie, Debbie Varney. Varney. Debbie Varney in Topeka, Kansas. In Topeka, Kansas. On the, who knows what day that is. It's in the first Sunday in December. First Sunday in December. Yeah. Well, we've got a, we've, we just gave you uh, the schedule for Terry Mize Ministries for the almost entire rest of the year. 
So yeah, we, and I could have told my testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell so, you next week. So anyway, we'll tell I'm you so next week. We're it. so thrilled and grateful for what the Lord has done for us. We're constantly uh, have our faith out there believing for so many things we've got to do and feel led to do and, and books and publishing and, and uh, republishing and uh, new covers and all kinds of things we want to do, and plus the television endeavor. So we're just standing in faith, believing God, thanking God that we have partners that hear from God and that the Lord will help us. Um, like Hudson Taylor said, he was determined to move the hands of men by prayer towards God. That's exactly and so right. that's where we are. So remember, you can you find us at... heaven to move earth. That's right. You can find us at terrymines.com, and we're so grateful for you. And we hope what we've said today, we prayed and believed we would be a blessing to you and an encouragement to your life. And we want you to remember always that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.